nerds. This is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Let's get into it. Now point your fingers up to the sky and pop through your nose way up high. Spin and dip and jump and gurport and finish it off with a laugh and snort. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Fallon Dance. And this is your girl, Nay. So how's everything been going? Good, you know, not doing too much on my end. Same old, same old per usual. <laughs> Enjoying the weather though. The weather's been very nice and lovely. Um filled really, you know, during the day, not too hot. And then at night in a nice little cool breeze. So not too bad. What about you? Uh, I'm like right there with you like I am like I'm a summertime person and it's like the spring fall mix I love um I hate winter but I'm definitely enjoying the weather so um and celebrating that I have a one year old <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boy now oh getting ready to move into those uh to them toddler stages <laughs> oh, I'm gonna call them I'm in a group that call them terrific twos instead of terrible twos. It's supposed to be the way that we frame it. It's supposed to help with parenting. So we'll see. <laughs> well, good luck, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's hot topics. We'll start out light and on some happier news. Um, Natalia Bryant, she is covering this week's, or this, I'm sorry, September's issue of Teen Vogue. She goes in to talk about the death of her sister and of her dad, obviously the um, legendary NBA player Kobe Bryant. Um, and her sister Gigi passed away in that horrific helicopter crash. She talks about um, how she's been doing and how she's been coping with that, how her family's been coping. She talks about how she's been trying to, um, you know, she takes it upon herself, her and her mom, because, you know, she is the oldest um, to kind of pass on their memories to because her, sis, her sisters are fairly young. So she takes it upon herself to kind of try to, you know, keep their memories alive with them, um, with the, her younger two siblings. And she says it does help her. Um, at first it was hard, but she said it helps her to talk about them. So that's a good thing. So altogether, um, the little bits and pieces I saw online, it seems like a really, really good article. Check that out if you have some time. Also, let's see what else we got quick. I feel like that's the only quick, nice thing. Let's go to sad news. Actor Michael K. Williams, he did pass away over the weekend. I want to say, was it was sometime during the Labor Day weekend, maybe Monday yeah. or Tuesday? Um, he passed away at the age of 56 over um, an apparent overdose. All around sad, man. Like, we are losing way too many people to these overdoses. I don't judge nobody. I don't judge people. Just, just know this stuff that they got now. Pretty much all of it is stepped on. So just, uh if you're going to partake, I saw um, one rapper, his name is uh, Baz. He tweeted out, he said, look, I don't judge. I don't I don't partake. But if you do, you know, there are these little strips that they have to test the product to make sure. And they like literally sell them, I guess. I can't. He gave a link on his thing. I don't know. I didn't go that far into it. But 
if you do, then at least try to test it. Um, more than likely, though, you're probably you're probably still not gonna um, be able to see if it's dosed with all all the type of shit that they dose and stuff with. But if you do, just be safe, man. Be safe. That's all I can say. What about you? It was uh, it was uh, I mean, that was really sad. Like that's I don't know. It just feels like lately. Um, I know it's probably just my emotions. Like death is really just taking a toll on me, and it's probably because of so much with like COVID. You hear and all these people pass away, and you know, just personal losses as well. This is just like what the hell. And I mean, this weekend, and I know it happens every day, but it just seems like this weekend it was just tragic because there was the the comedians that were at a party in like Cali and three of them passed away. One is in critical condition. So it's like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, we know what's happening. It's basically bad drugs. I mean, I agree with the rapper, like, let's taste this shit before you go into it and it's laced with fentanyl. And yeah, it's just, and I feel like, bro, if you're selling the shit, just sell it. Like what happened to you know how they used to re-rock it? You just, you know, add a little, why you gotta add, you know? Right, right. I'm and I'm like, oh, I just. Did yeah. you see the statistic, though, that they said that now of overdose deaths over, what it was it, over like 45 or to 50% of them are due to laced, uh, fentanyl-laced drugs? I can believe it. I didn't see the statistics, but I can definitely, definitely believe it. Um, I was watching, I want to say Vice, like on Facebook, just one of the episodes. And they just went to like a whole, I guess like underbelly, you know how Vice does it. They kind of go, I guess as grimy as you can go basically, or they're willing to go. Where they were showing like, even libraries in certain places have like Narcan available. And I'm like, the library? Yeah, like just life-saving techniques. Of course, you know, the ambulance and police officers already. But it was just, it was hard to watch. And it's crazy because I guess in my head, I was I always associated, okay, it, with heroin. Like, okay, that's, you know, those two go together. But then when you think about it, it was like, no, it can be laced with anything. And I'm like, it makes sense. But it's also fucked up. Like when you think about, oh, you just smoke marijuana and then it's laced with fentanyl. So yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. And so many people are like, you know, they just thinking, oh, I trust my trust my my plug, I trust my drug dealer, and that shit is just like I said, that shit is stepped on, man. Just yeah. be safe out it's here. Like, like full shit. Yeah, basically, they are full of shit. But definitely very sad news. Um, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Condolences to his family all his friends. Um, we definitely lost a true talent in him. Um, and, you know, we got all his uh, people in our prayers. Let's go on in. Now that we got that stiff out of the way, we about to move into the mess, messy, mess, mess. First, not really messy, but just interesting. Um, J- uh, Diddy was spotted with Joey um, basically Future and Bow Wow's Baby Moms, for those of y'all who don't know. I know her because um, I like the little dance videos that she does, the stiletto heel dance videos. I think those are so cute. But for most people, they just kind of know her as either Future or Bow Wow's Baby Mama. But she was spotted on the yacht with Diddy, looking extra cozy, making out. Um, so it's speculation that those two may be booed up. I just want to know what happened to Carisha, though. 
so I was like, what he just went cool. Okay. And then he had his ex or something at what was the last? It was some some type of show or something that happened right. a couple of weeks ago that his ex was. I'm like, listen, did he Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot right now, like, and why you ain't with Quisha? I mean, I feel like she was sitting on her but still, listen, me too. Who am I? Who am I? People, everybody, <laughs> everybody like they grown, they grown. I'm just saying, I understand they grown, but there's just certain age gaps that just you just side eye a little bit because you'd be like, right. what is a man who is in his fifties got in common with a twenty something year old? And it's just like it's Diddy too. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, Diddy is just weird. it's different. It's different. That's all I can say. And plus, he don't ever. He seemed like he don't. He ain't even over Kim Porter. And so and that's the biggest issue. It's like you need to heal, bro. Exactly. So I don't know. Nonetheless, um, if they are booed up, then we'll see how long that lasts. Hopefully, he don't waste her time like he did Cassie's. Um, <laughs> so, also... And I ain't even gonna get that damn far. Say it one more time. I said I ain't even gonna get that far. I don't give it next month. You don't think she, you don't think she could bag Diddy? Mm, it ain't even it. Like, I think she's beautiful. I just don't... I don't... It's him. Like... One hundred percent him. Yeah, he gonna give you them vibes. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he gave me there. like major fuckboy vibes. Yeah, he just way too old to still be a fuckboy. Just be on the fuck out of me. I still think that he was praying. Be like you acting like your son. Yeah, I think he was praying that J Lo was gonna come back to him. Ah! No, nope, he ran back to that white man. <laughs> Right on back to the white man where she always wanted to be, baby. I don't care what nobody. Y'all know that I can't stand Jennifer. I'm sorry. Y'all know I can't stand Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> if there is one person that I feel like completely profited off of black culture and has no, you know what I mean? Absolutely no business. Yeah relationship in it the only reason y'all ever gave her a pass was because of the black people that she was associated with i.e diddy and because she from the bronx like i'm sorry that don't she's a white facing latina has always been a white facing latina she's never cared about the black community but yet she was able to come in steal all of shanti vocals and make all kind of monies and y'all still just I, Anyway, nonetheless, but like I said, she was too happy to get back to that white man, uh, Ben Affleck, even after he dogged her ass and left her at the altar. But she sure went running back because, like I said, she's a white-facing Latina, and that's where she always wanted to be. But can I uh, say this, though? Maybe, and I don't want to be like, I'm, hey, I don't see what she got the clappers. Like, I know people like, oh, J-Lo Booty. I never understood that. I'm like... It was an exaggeration because <laughs> listen, we as black folks, I don't, I think a lot of us black folks never really got it because we was just like, yeah. I mean, have you seen Big Booty Judy in the hood? Like, what do, let's not do this. <laughs> I was like, firm and big are two different things. Hers may be firm because she worked there, but it's not, it's not giving what y'all said it was fun. I'm giving. Not at all. Not at all. 
Also in messy news, London on the track <laughs> and all his little baby mama drama girl. When I tell you, it's been all up and down on the internet. Matter of fact, I don't even really want to talk about London on track because honestly, I don't give a fuck because clearly he was a deadbeat. We been knew he was a deadbeat. I want to talk about his baby mama who got all up on the internet going at summer defending this man only to turn around what the next two that the next day or so talking about something yeah no actually he promised to pay me and he ain't give me no money so now i'm gonna air him out no summer's right he is a deadbeat ma'am ma'am you completely played your fucking self so you mean to tell me you didn't even get the coins up front Uh (laughs) i cannot you let this nigga write you a promissory note. <laughs> no, ma'am. Played herself completely. <laughs> um, London, I don't have no words for it all. I don't. I'm sorry. Where there's smoke, there is fire. Ain't no way in hell. Every one of your baby mamas got issue. And it's the same one. Listen. I'm just saying. And you the common denominator. Exactly. You're the problem, sir. So he in that category, he in that category with future ass, you know. Even though future get on my goddamn nerves with his old toxic ass self. Cause every time, every time he be giving me shit that um that I can't never stop saying. Now, every time I go around, I'm out here talking about some pray for him. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn future old toxic ass. But them lines be good though. I gotta I gotta give it to him. So I guess we can go ahead. Let's get let's get into this one because you're um we've talked we've touched on the whole thing with Bootsy and Little Nas X, but at this point it's giving obsession. Um, Mariah Carey's "Why Are You So Obsessed with Me?" I Bootsy like lit the man literally woke up at five. What was it five o'clock in the morning? Just a tweet about Lil Nas X's fault. And he took it to a level that I was like, so Lil Nas X, for those of y'all who don't know, he did that whole, he was, he birthing his at new album, Ontario or whatever. So it's like a little prosthetic belly or whatever like that. That man, Boosie woke up at five o'clock in the morning. Steve, you know what I'm saying? Just like steaming mad. Talking about some, this is too far. He probably gonna suck on some dick next time. And I'm just like, bruh, it's five in the morning. Like, what's going on over there? Listen, I'm just tripped out for the simple fact of how did you get this whole sexual egg down? Back listen, supposed to be doing. Listen, that's what. Listen, <laughs> I don't. And I, it was five in the morning. <laughs> like you walk up thinking about little dog sucking penis. Uh, like if it's if that's not obsession, I don't know what is, y'all. I'm sorry. I know some of y'all out here champion for Bootsy. I still I think he's ignorant as fuck, but I somebody gotta explain it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get it. He definitely, I'm like, you let this little dude live rent free in your head. Be like, bro, you probably got children older or either as old as him. Like, let it go. 
He doesn't care. And it's crazy to me how so many straight men are up in arms. We're like, but this ain't even for you. Supposedly. But what you mad at? And I, I've never understood that because the vast majority of men that I know, straight men that I know, they don't give a fuck. You know, that's not, you know what I mean? It's like they yeah. comfortable in their sexuality. Don't That shit don't bother them. They don't care. They not worried about what the next man doing, period. So I just can't understand all y'all dudes who are supposedly straight. Why are y'all so obsessed with Lil Nas X? Like, I'm confused. That's what I don't understand. Like, this ain't doing nothing but living and drop. Like, I had this dude on my uh, time. Like, it was disrespectful. Disrespectful to who? And I'm like, even to women. I'm like, but ain't no woman said nothing. So I'm trying to figure out why you talking. Right. Got all the things for you to be talking about. Why you not talking about the death rate amongst black women? You know, if y'all gonna be so up in arms about, oh, he he making a mockery of the maternal block. So why y'all don't make a big uproar about the maternal death rate when black women giving birth? Come Since on. Since you want to be an uproar around birth. Listen. Mm-hmm. They can't never give us no answers to that. I do appreciate the little nice X for continuing to troll the hell out of people. Like, I just appreciate Listen, it. I love it. And I love that he is like his comebacks. Like, it's, it seems like he has the perfect comeback always. And I'm so sick of people like, well, what about my children? Everything is not for your child's consumption. Y'all don't let them get on Pornhub because it's not for them. Exactly. So he's telling you, hey, my music is not for children. So why are you letting? I'm like, that's not his job to parent your children. That's your job. It's too many parental control devices and all this BS out here for you to be still worried about Lil Nas X. Like, do your job. Right. And I find it ironic, the people who continue to throw this whole you know, it's the it's the kids, it's the kids, the kids, the kids. We pushing this to the kids, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, half of y'all are the same people who say sit up here every single day and talk about why are y'all so obsessed with celebrities? They ain't nobody role models. They shouldn't be y'all role models. They not goals. Blah 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 blah. So now all of a sudden, little Nas X is like I. Why does why did the conversation change when it comes to around, being around him or when it comes to around um, male gays? Because uh, because I'm not going to say um, female lesbians, because we all know that lesbians are fetishized as opposed to, you know, men who are, you know, gay men. So uh, I feel like when we have this conversation, we definitely have to to be um strategic about it because you will get those people who will say well i'm not homophobic just because they fetishize lesbians like no you're still homophobic just because you fetishize them don't mean that that doesn't make you homophobic you know what i'm saying people people fetishize black uh you know white dudes racists fetishize black women all the time they'll still sleep with a black woman but still hate but still hate black people you know what i'm saying same thing for white women they'll fetishize about black men all day they'll still hate black men you know but they'll sleep with them whole babies bye yeah exactly so nonetheless um personally i feel like boosie need a little help 
somebody need to do something. Maybe maybe now that somebody throwing him a little coin, he finna go be on that little Jeezy Gucci tour or whatever. Maybe that'll get him, give him something to do so he could leave Lil Nas X alone. I don't know. I'm so mad that he on that tour though, because I wanted to go and I'm like, I just can't support Boosie. Like he just that disgusting to me. Even the way that he did his children. Like, bro, you got bigger fish to fry. Look at how you let somebody rape your son and your nephew. Like, worry about that. Come on now. Okay. I'm still and I'm still on the amount of people who still defend him to this day. Like that disgusted me when it came to Boosie. And I was just like, you don't have no room to speak. After you put that out there, there's nothing for you to say. Listen, I have dudes on my timeline. Well, like, well, I'm not gonna say a lot, but I know one loud, wrong ass person uh, on my Facebook. You, it's it's just a difference of opinions. No, it's not difference of opinion. There, first of all, why are you so concerned about your child's sex life? And if you talk to any gay person. They don't give. You can throw all the coochie at them that you want to throw. If they not, if they gay, they just gay. Like at the end of the day, he's still gonna choose to be with who he chooses to be with. But it's weird to me how y'all are so invested in y'all children having sex. Like it's just weird. And I'm like, you wouldn't go out there and if your daughter said you wouldn't go out there and give your daughter away to a grown man so she won't be gay. So why would you do that to your son? Right. And it's just weird to me how they will say to how they will say, well, it's just because y'all, you know, it's being thrown in our faces, you know, being shown to the kids. And I'm just like, first of all, your kid shouldn't be out here seeing R-rated movies anyway. That's why it's R-rated. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you don't you don't have an issue when they sitting down and watching TV and it shows heterosexual people kissing, hugging, touching, having sex. Like, I don't, so what's the, you know what I mean? What's the difference? Because if y'all gonna say that it's about sex, then um, that's gotta apply to heterosexual couples as well. And if that's applying to heterosexual couples as well, then you gotta question yourself as a parent. Why is your child having access to things that are not for supposed to be for, um, you know, child consumption? Yeah. There's a whole children's section of YouTube, so they ain't gotta be on YouTube under the adult under your adult ass account. There's whole parental blocks to keep them from watching any type of adult programs that are over a certain rating. You know what I mean? So I don't. I'm confused. That's why programs have ratings to this day, right? Because yeah. it's supposed to tell you it's rated, you know, PG-13 or why seven so somebody under seven shouldn't watch this pg-13 somebody under 13 shouldn't be consuming this r rating is for adults if something's rated r your child shouldn't be seeing it to begin with so you see what i'm saying so i don't understand how all of a sudden when it comes to homosexuality the rules change but heterosexuality regular sex as as y'all call it sex between you know a man and a woman is fine. They can consume that at any age. They can see you and everybody else around them on your timeline cursing. They can hear all the cursing in the music. They can hear all the misogyny um, in rap music. They can hear all the degradation of Black women in rap music. You'll have them singing that shit in the car loud as hell thinking it's cute. 
but you know, gay people is where you draw the line. Listen, and I guess my issue, like my biggest issue, is gay people exist. So, I mean, always have to though. Always right, have. like. So how are you teaching your children to be accepting of other people? Like they're going to see gay people kiss no matter what, no matter if it's today or tomorrow. Like, I guess that's like my biggest issue is like, well, I want to be able to explain it to them. What the fuck are you explaining? It's two grown ass people that's in a relationship just like their mom and daddy are in a relationship. Like, I I don't get what are you explaining? Right. Be like, actually, y'all fuck it up for kids more than children because guess what? Children's like, oh, okay. Half the time, children don't even give a fuck. They don't right. even be paying attention to none of that. It be the adults. Right. You know what I'm saying? Half of the kids, when you know, when we sit down and watch some of these little cartoons like SpongeBob and shit like that, we'll catch on to the little end. Of, them kids don't see. All they see is a, a sponge running around with Patrick, the star. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Like, even watching Disney, man, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is... And I understand the reason why they do it, because you're sitting there watching the movie, you know, as an adult with your children. So, I, I think they throw just a little bit in there. Just because, and first of all, a lot of Disney movies have a horrible background. Horrible when you read the real story. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I just think it's like, okay, this is just a little bit, you know, tidbit for the adults that's actually watching with the child. That's my biggest thing when people, um, you know, the whole candlestick from off of Beauty and the Beast. The candlestick game, like, first of all, we already knew that. Um, second of all, you know, the Beast kidnapped. Bail, right? Like what? The candlestick wasn't gay. It wasn't. No, not the candlestick. Which? Because he had, he was in love with the feather. Look, I'm all off on the tangent. I had to figure. I was like, no, nah, he was in love with the feather duster. <laughs> no, but one of the characters. Hold on. I feel like they made one of them with the latest release. I'm gonna have to look it up. One of them. Um. Is it in the movie? Yeah. In it. Oh, um. When they are, when they uh, when they go to storm the castle, and you have like the all of the lumberjacks, um, the guy who was Gaston's best friend, who sings Gaston, um, he was supposedly in love with Gaston. So in the okay. movie, they made him like he was in love. So I think that's maybe what. But I mean, even even in the cartoon and all, it seemed like he was in love, infatuated with Gaston. Yep, that's who. Yep, play about Luke Evans. Yep. So this, I'm like, but all of these stories already are horrible. Like when your children read them, if they read the real stories, it's horrible. Like all of them, all of them. Hell, I wouldn't read the real here stories because them shits, them Grimm's fairy tales are horrible. And I took childhood literature. This is just off on a tangent. Took childhood literature one semester in college, and I was like, "So y'all, all of them messed up." <laughs> I mean, I was like, "So is this supposed to be Cinderella?" Yeah, I'm like, 
But why is it ending? Like, what is this? Ooh. You're ruining my childhood right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling them things is horrible. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> speaking of childhood, and we look, we are completely off on the tangent. Did you see the? Did you see the video from Steve? From Blue? Listen, I was gonna bring that up. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing amazing. Right? Listen, listen. Shout out to Steve, man, because I don't think he understands. For for all of us, like I remember being a kid, like. Coming home from school, blues, cool. You know what I'm saying? Watching Steve on blues, clues, and it's just like, man, for him to get up there about something. I'm proud of you, and you're still my friend. Like, okay, Steve. So you gonna just like that? He was like, look at what all of you've done. I'm like, oh, this is the first time I feel like I've done a lot. Man, I'm telling you. He was like, I miss you. I'm like, I miss you too. I'm telling y'all, if y'all ain't seen that video, make sure y'all go check that out, man. What is they celebrating? I think 25 years of Blues Clues. Yeah. So salute to them because, man, that really, I don't care what nobody say. Like, there's certain things from childhood, and I think all generations probably have it, but there's just certain things that stick with you. And Steve from Blues Clues, man, he was that dude. Like, when I came back, of course, like, I was, I want to say, like, around nine-ish. When Blue's Clues first came out, and I did have a cheat sex, bloop. But anywho, <laughs> and of course, like I grew up and you know switched to music videos and all that stuff. And then I I would watch it so often with my little cousins. And then I watched, it, I was like, oh, oh, who is this new person? What is happening? <laughs> like I wasn't even an avid watcher at that point. But who who is he? Take him off the TV. This is no, take him off. Exactly. Just show I'm me like, the reruns. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't like this person. Put them back. And it's so crazy. I was thinking about this today. My manager looks just like Steve. Like, just like him. And he been off a whole week. And last week, I'm like, you ain't here recording this video? <laughs> Listen, hold on. You should really ask me. <laughs> hey, are you Steve, man? Don't do with me like this, man. You was gone all last week. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let me find out. She had her recording Nick videos. Hmm. And he got a funny name too already. So it's like, it could be a pseudonym. So I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it. But anywho, yeah, I was really, y'all, even if you didn't watch Blues Clues like that, it's just a good inspirational video as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It made me feel, I'm not going to lie to you. That shit picked me up. I made me feel good about myself, man. I was like, <laughs> thanks, Steve. You're proud of me. Thank you. Like, I've really been trying lately. <laughs> right? Oh, man. All right. We got two more messy topics to go. Um, So let's start light because we're going to save this Aaliyah one because I just need a moment to compress on that one. Um, Kanye West uh, did a track with Andre 3000. Drake leaked it on his show. I mean, was it didn't make Donda the album, but Drake leaked it on his Apple Music or satellite radio show or whatnot. And then Andre 3000 released 
a statement saying that the track that he did originally did not have that verse on it. So obviously Kanye changed the verse to put a diss towards Drake on it. Um, Andre 3000 said he likes both Kanye and Drake and he would have never been on the track if it was a diss on there. He wanted to work with every, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I wish y'all know I love me some Drake, but don't be, don't be, don't be using Andre 3000 as collateral in this. Okay. Three stacks is sacred out here in these streets. Yeah. I'm gonna say I was mad at Drake because I felt like, and this is probably me totally being biased. I will admit that, but Kanye should have never recorded the shit and put it together like, like it couldn't have been dropped that way or released that way had you not put the shit together like that. Like that's what I feel, and I feel like even. Like, even doing some shit like that is so fucking grimy. Because it's like, I don't know. I just, just given his antics and Kanye West, I do think he was going to drop it. Mm-hmm. I think Drake got his hands on it first. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, let me go ahead and put it out here. So, and what dish tape now? I mean, you know, what dish track now? You know right. what I'm saying? And I, I don't like, I don't like how Andre 3000 is in the middle of it because I feel like he is just a cool-ass dude. Like, leave him the fuck alone. And I don't know, maybe Drake could have released it without Andre's part. Like, it didn't need that. Right. I don't know. Like, that. I, I can definitely see it's like, bro, just release it without his part. Um, and I, like I said, and I still blame Kanye because it's like, bro, this is supposed to be a song for y'all mothers. And he made the song because of the mothers, and then you go and do this shit. Like, throw the fuck up. I don't know. Like, I'm still tripped out about this whole beef. Maybe because it's been going on so long now. It's like, what the fuck y'all see? I'm mad at. I thought people like, you know, and I know everybody's like, they. It's just a marketing scheme. Nah, it's It's not a marketing scheme. It's so. I'm going to tell you what it is, for real, for real. So, Drake, one, is a Scorpio. And you know, they hold on to shit forever. He really, really, genuinely felt betrayed by, you know, by Kanye. Because if you felt like I shared with you the situation with my son, about my son, you know what I'm saying? So, cause, and then you went and gave that information to Pusha about my child for him to use against me in a rap beat. For him, that was probably, that was like lying in the sand, Okay, it's fuck you for life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he felt he felt betrayed by that. Because let's be honest, if we look at Drake's, you know, history or whatever like that, yeah, I mean he's had some shaky moments, but he's been pretty much Teflon in terms of of you know dodging the bullshit. But that whole thing with Pusha exposing his child and you know the situation, I mean, listen, that that made everybody, because everybody was like, nah, that, that woman lying, that ain't his baby, blah, 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 and then, wow, you know what I'm saying, like, damn, that, he gave Pusha the whole, uh, like, the knife, man, so, I don't know. Yeah, and that's what I feel, that's why I say, I feel, if it was like, and this is not, I don't know, whatever, if it may have been like about a woman that I could probably see like, okay, yeah, it's just marketing at this point, whatever. It's like, you know, I don't never have to talk to you again, but we got the same albums, you know, it's hype. But 
And I'm not mad about Drake being, you know, upset because I'm like, I I do hold grudges. But, bro, I said something to you because we cool. I thought you was keeping it confidential. And I'm pretty sure he probably knew how Drake felt about it. It's like, listen, I just want my son to be protected. And I'm not, I would feel the same way. But like the internet is cruel as fuck. Even when they show his son, his baby mama, like people went the fuck in. So I don't knock him for that. And I understood when he was like, I want to hide my son from the world. Like, this is my son. Like, I feel the same way about my child. It's like, you know, I get little moments here and there, but I'm like, but what you see on the internet, like I get 12,000 pictures. Most of them probably him. And be like, here go one right here a month. So I just feel like Kanye was a bitch for it, like flat out. And I think the beef is legit on Drake and Kanye. I just feel like he being a hoe, like flat out. I think Kanye. Like, I'm gonna keep antagonizing you just because I can. But I also think he has he's jealous. He's envious of of what Drake has because he feels like he's supposed to be the blueprint. You know, Kanye is supposed to be quote unquote the bl- blueprint, and he feels like. If I'm the inspiration, how come you're bigger than me? How come you've surpassed me? It's jealousy. It's envy. Yeah. I mean, Drake got bores. Like, I don't, people like, oh, you know, Kanye is different, but I'm like, I don't get musical genius, like, from Kanye. He just, he a rapper. That's it. He ain't even that. He's a producer. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's keep it honest. He does you know, I will never knock Kanye's production skills because he can produce his ass off. He is a dope producer, but he ain't never been no fucking rapper. And for people to sit here and lie, let's not do that. Kanye is not a rapper. He don't write his own music. We seen that. I mean, that's literally what, how he found out about Drake's sons because Drake was there writing for him. So he ain't no rapper. We know that. That's not Kanye's forte. That's why Jay never wanted to sign him to The Rock to begin with. Dame did that. Dame was the one who signed Kanye to The Rock to be. Because D- Jay just said, nah, you a producer, dog. Stay there. Stay in that lane. <laughs> and Dame was like, nah, nah, he could do it. He could do it. He could do it. So Dame was the one who had them sign Kanye to The Rock. It wasn't Jay. So let's, let, come on now. Let's be honest. Because Jay knew. That's not true, bruh. But let's be, so come on, y'all. We're not going to compare rap talent. Yeah, that's like, like, but people do it. I'm like, but they're not the same. Like, I just, I'm not a huge fan of Kanye. Like, and it, this was even before they like beef and shit. Like, if Kanye drops something, like, I mean, I listen to it just to know, you know, just in case it's a question on my Jeopardy, you know, challenge or something. But other than that, eh. Yeah, me either, girl. Kanye ain't never been the bee's knees for me. He ain't never been that. So I don't, I never was one of those people who was super hype about him or super hype on him. So, mm. and I guess let's jump into this final topic. Aaliyah's uncle, Barry Hankerson. Amidst amidst all of this controversy going on between, you know, him and Aaliyah's estate, because obviously her estate, her brother, her mom are not happy because essentially, let's be, let's call a spade a spade. He is using, he held Aaliyah's music hostage for all these years. And he is using 
her catalog as a catalyst to relaunch his record label. But nonetheless, when asked about the whole situation with R. Kelly, um, he says that when he found out about R. Kelly's abuse towards Aaliyah, he talked to, it was Minister Farrakhan, correct? And then um, and then prayed about it and said, let God deal with it. What are your thoughts? Bullshit. Um, <laughs> my old pastor used to say this, and it, it's one of those things that I still, you know, one of those sayings that stuck with me. Um, God delivered you from your sins, not your senses. This man was abusing your niece. And I can't speak for everybody, uncle, but my uncle, it would have been either y'all go pick him up or y'all gonna pick me up. But something gonna happen. And I'm just letting law enforcement know I'm on my way. So y'all might, you know, want to beat me there. But just for you to be like, I'm gonna let God handle it. And then now this man is what, what had 20 more years to do what he he was doing yeah yeah almost 20 more years to go on to abuse more girls um men well boys i'm not gonna say men boys so i'm like no god gives you that's the reason why god gives you a telephone a voice i mean you knew about this there is no way possible that i know my niece is being abused that i'm like oh i'm gonna let god handle it no god gave me a brain common sense even if it's not anything that i want to do to him or i can do to him physically i'm gonna make sure you rot in fucking jail every hearing i'm showing up to um no so you letting god handle it no god gives us sufficient and that's one of my things with not just so much as religion uh christianity but religion in total is like i'm gonna let god handle it and god is like well i put you here to handle it Exactly. You You're still gotta, you still gotta do actions. Right. Like that just really it pissed me the like pissed me the fuck off. Like to the high heels. Like what the fuck? I'ma let God handle it. Like and how fucked up is that had to been for her as well? is that the conversation is, oh, we just going to let God handle it. And we know that you were freaking abused. Mm -hmm. And what I don't understand, and I feel like I'm going to get flack for this because I don't, I don't really want to say it, but I'm sorry. I got to call it out. Minister Farrakhan is supposed to be a leader of, you know, the Muslim, the Muslim faith, the Muslim brotherhood. How could you as a man as supposedly this this leader of this big you know church this big religion etc how could you hear someone tell that to you and then just you know what i mean that's it so i don't know i'm trying to i know it's like an interview from malcolm x this is off on a tangent and this is allegedly but but you know it's allegedly that elijah muhammad was actually dealing with young girls as well so yes because yes. yeah. that's 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 the rumor is that, like you said allegedly the rumor is is that that is why malcolm x broke away from the church because he found out about what elijah muhammad was doing that is the rumor allegedly we don't want no smoke so because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know y'all will come with this. we don't want no smoke 
You just yeah. you're saying what the rumors is out there in the streets. That's what they, that's what they saying. But it makes sense. Um, listen, listen. Just saying. <laughs> and especially given his answer, like even if it was something that is like, well, I don't really know if it's true. I'm gonna side with my niece. We got to see this through, right? Flat out. And I don't ever want you to see you fucking around her ever again in life. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, and also, I'm sorry, and this is also off on a tangent, it just don't sit right with me that he's profiting off of all her music. It don't sit right with me. Because it makes it seem like as long as she was making money, you was okay with abuse. Like, let out. Like, bro, you was, you, you was using her. Yeah. Exactly. And people will still justify it. Well, we wanted Aaliyah's music, so we had to stream it. Y'all could have brought, I mean, how many of us have, I'm sorry, I still have the CDs. Still got the CDs. You could have burnt all of that to your iTunes. I know 50 million, all of us pretty got much got iTunes. Back when, if you had the CDs, burn them just and put it on your, I, you know, on your iTunes little playlist or whatever like that. And you could have the records from there. You didn't have to go out and restream all that music knowing that her family her estate wasn't gonna see a dime from that i'm just saying nonetheless i feel like that is all we've got for hot topics today it was a long one today but a good one a good one nonetheless so let's go ahead and jump into the relationship portion of the show my question is, this was this made its rounds on social media again. I know it's like last year, but again. So my question is, if a man paid off your student loans, and would you be okay with a man paying off your student loans instead of getting your engagement? So this is a twofold for me. So this is a two-parter. Well, I guess it's not really a two-parter as much as it, de- it depends to me on what was the expectation that he set, right? Because my thing is, is that now don't get me, don't, don't get me to start it. If I got student loans, I am all here for you paying off student loans. If you want to pay them bills, baby, pay them bills. But, but if you set the expectation to her uh, or to your partner that you, when you proposed, you were going to get her the engagement ring of her dreams. And then instead you turn around and you know, get her student loan, you know what I'm saying? Pay off her student loans. To me, that is completely ignoring, like I said, ignoring the expectation that you set, but also ignoring her love language. Because so I, I saw a lot of people who were like, oh, she just be, I mean, half of them student loans probably cost more, blah, 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 blah. But you don't know that. You don't know what that ring means to her and that's what people have to understand some people again some people's love language is gifts they like you know what i'm saying they like to receive things they like to receive gifts and i'm just like so for her that you know that ring may have been more precious or meant more to her than any him paying off student loans or him paying off any type of bills there's nothing wrong with that there are some people out there who that works now for me Again, because I'm a I'm a physical touch girl, it wouldn't have made no difference to me. Um, I'll still end up with a ring at some point, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, you know, pay them soon. I, accept, I appreciate that. I'll, you know, when we get married, I'll still end up with a wedding band at the end of the day. But so 
I, I just think, though, if if the expectation up front was that you were going to you promised her a ring, then I, I'm not OK with you showing up saying, oh, but no, instead I paid off your suit. No, no. The expectation that you set for me, that you told me was that you were getting me a ring. Hold up your end of the deal. What are your thoughts? I am a symbolism person. So for me, I would have felt like. So you weren't listening when I told you what I wanted? Like paying off my student loans, especially my student loan balance, I would be very thankful. But I also would have been like, so why you just didn't keep a $2,000 balance on there and give me a ring with the $2,000? Like, I want a ring. And it it doesn't have to be like this huge, oh, yeah, you have to spend 10, 20 grand on it or something. Now, if you want to, that's fine as well. Mm -hmm. Um... But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be okay with it, like I said, because I want that symbolism like, hey, I am married or I'm engaged. Um, and I do agree with you. Like if the expectation was set that, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm opposed to ring, especially if you took her to look for rings, ooh, get a ring. <laughs> get that ring, sir. Get a ring. Because I mean, any I think these this these are situations where Men set themselves up to be like, oh, well, she should be grateful for this. I can be appreciative and be grateful and say, listen, this is not what I told you I wanted. Because right. when women do that, it's like, what the fuck did you do that for? And we so saw like, it's that. the same thing. We saw didn't we, uh, the one last year where the girl brought the guy to property instead of the watch yeah. he wanted. We saw men had the exact same reaction, that same thing that you just said. Be like, he wanted, you know, he wanted to watch and be like, everybody is not there. Like, and I'm not even going to say a not there thing. That's not something that he wanted. That's not something that she wanted. Get them their wants. And if you feel like, okay, well, they don't trying to put you on or put you down or whatever, take some of that and be like, you know, okay, I'm going to take a couple of grand out of here. You'll still have a balance. And I'm pretty sure if you going in, if you owe thirty thousand dollars, they pay out, you know, twenty seven. Shit, I mean, it's, I got the three. Don't worry about it. So I mean, I don't know. This it's just weird to me. Like, just it's listening to your partner, and it goes back to I don't know. Did you see that post? I want to say it was last week or week before last, where the guy laughed about not buying his wife flowers. And he was like, I don't get the big issue. Be like, nigga, it's not for you to get. That's what be wrong with a lot of people in relationships, men and women, is that when somebody tell you their wants, their needs, or how they want to be loved, I'm like, well, I don't get it. It's not for you to get. It's for you to either rise to the occasion or move the fuck on. Facts. Big fucking facts. Girl, when I saw that little post, I was hot. I was like, are you, is this man serious? Listen, just trying man, to what's viral. her dress so I can send her some flowers? Exactly. I was like, he just trying to go viral because I already know he knew the answer to this bullshit. But it's so mean. Like when you think, like you like, this, this got to be a fucking joke. But when you look at like your past ain't here, you like, this shit could really be fucking true. Because <laughs> I dated a motherfucker been like, well, I got this for you. That's not what the fuck I asked you for. Nigga, I don't like, I feel like, like I had an ex one time, bought me a fucking watch. 
When have you ever seen me wear a watch? Never. And they gonna get mad because I don't know what it is. I don't wear watches. So guess what? When you gave it to me, I didn't put the motherfucker on. Now I don't know where it's at. You want me to look for it? I look for it. It's not on something that I'm finna stop my day to go be like, oh, let me go and look for that watch. Nigga, I don't want that fucking watch. Like, it wasn't even about, it's like, you know, thank you, but that's not what the fuck I asked you for. Listen, it all goes back to them love languages, y'all. It all goes back to them. Like, y'all, I know we talk about it all the time, but if y'all don't understand love languages, what your love language, if you don't know what your love language is, what your part, like, I, listen, that shit is so beneficial to you. It's a simple little quiz. Go take it. Find out your love language. And then when you get your partner, ask them. Like, that's one of, to me, as I've grown, that's one of the questions that I ask. Because I think that I, I am all, I'm attracted to someone who has done self-work. You know what I'm saying? Who's done the work on themselves. So knowing your love language lets me know that at least you out here doing some work, learning about yourself, doing some self-assessment. Oh, and just to touch on that point, Kev on stage told me in this week that y'all need to get y'all some therapy. Boop. Listen. Remember Kev said that we didn't. Kev said. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So my question this week is, how long does it take you to feel comfortable to show your authentic self to your partner? Ooh, I'm going to say maybe about two months, especially if like we got a lot of dates and spent a lot of time together in those like months. It's very early and very soon. Um, And the reason I feel like the reason why I maybe I don't hide it like other people, because it's me. I can't fucking hide it. Like there's just certain shit that I'm high scoring. It might be because I'm type A personality. I don't know. but yeah it's like listen this is all of me i don't even want to waste your time either you can handle it or you can't handle it let's just move on if you can't and i'm okay with it yeah i don't i'm not one of those people that's like oh i didn't know her or two three down a year two three years down the line or when i married the person then the true person came out nope here i go right here now i might get to you in little doses and of course, certain situations to see how I handle it. But for the most part, listen, this is Fallon. Yeah. Okay. How about yourself? So for me, I'm a chameleon in in any relationships. I, I don't know what it is. Like, that's part of my self-work is that I do tend to um, adapt whatever relationship that I am working on whether it's friend relationship family um I'm a different I'm different in all of those different relationships so when it comes to showing my partner my authentic self it's it, for me it's going to take a while because I literally have to sort through the self that I present to you in the beginning just trying to adapt to the relationship and, and getting comfortable in it and all of that and then I would, so, so it'll probably take me, you know, maybe, you know, four or five months into it to really get, peel back 
the big layers. Um, I think for, you know, for me, again, I have, there, there's so many layers there. And I think that's for any person. There's so many layers there. There's no way in months, years, anything that you're, you're going to know. That's why, you know, you spend lifetimes with people, people, because you're going to be learning about your partner um, if you commit anyway for the rest of your life. Um, so, and there are always going to be different layers and different things, new things that you discover about them. But for to get those big layers peeled back, I think it'll probably be you maybe maybe about the four or five month mark after kind of after we're out of that that beginning honeymoony stage of the relationship. That's all I got for relationships. Anything else on your end? Nothing else for me. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into your rants for the week. I would say my rant for the week is so Lou Nail famous comedian, um, made a post about, you know, I want to say, I'm not going to say self-care because I don't think it's self-care. Maybe decompressing, you know, hey, if you need to, you know, get a drink, roll your own blunt and all this stuff. Um, Jocelyn came in being, you know, a hit dog hollering, basically fat shaming Lunell and calling her fat and all this stuff. And that it wasn't the time, I guess, or whatever. I will say for me, um, I understood exactly what Lunell was saying. Um, it wasn't so much of just Michael K. Williams. I don't even know if it stemmed from him because she is a comedian. I felt it was more geared towards the whole party that I mentioned earlier in L.A. where there were four people and three of them passed away. And then you got one that's in critical condition um, to be like, you know, listen, for now, you might want to find another vice to get you through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I understood what she was saying. And I don't think she was trying to shame people. It's just now at this point, it's dangerous. And I mean, just even like, you know, talking to, you know, my immediate family and people in my family, like we had a cousin last year just being, you know, transparent. He passed away from a drug overdose. And I've had two other cousins in recent years. There were brothers that passed away from a drug overdose, probably drugs that they've done before in the past. But just that one time, it, you know, took them out. So I definitely think that now that we're at a time that may be, you know, like, and I know like drug addiction is hard for anybody, but we're like, bro, just being constant with our people and, you know, just being there for them and like, listen, let me help you as much as I can, you know, trying to get past this and listen, maybe give it a break for now. Like if you can find something else. Like, I don't even advocate for, like, drug use like that. But, bro, it is taking a lot of people out. Like, a lot of people. And very quick. Yeah. Like, it is no freaking game out here in these streets. Like, this weekend, like, not even just for celebrities, but just imagine if we're hearing about, okay, you can say, like, four well-known people. Because they weren't the only. It was, like, a comedian. He was black. A white comedian. lady. Um, that passed away so it wasn't just like you know one person I'm like these were kind of you know maybe you know a couple of c-list celebrities or whatever I'm like but it was a horrible weekend so imagine if we heard about those four imagine all these you know places that probably had you know four in two hours or something like that so I mean 
I don't know. I just feel like our conversation with drug use needs to be more. And I always say this about America. It's always geared towards being a criminal act, more towards, hey, let's work on your mental, you know, let's work on your physical, psychological. It's more criminal. Like, hey, we're going to take you to jail because we found drug paraphernalia on you. Whereas, like, listen, these people need help mentally. Right. Something is, you know, there's an issue. So that's like my like biggest complaint is like we as a society, I feel like because even, you know, with people, they look down on people that use drugs and it's like that may not be your advice, but it's theirs. And as a collective, I think we can do better with assisting people, um, especially in this day and time with drug use, given that we know more information and start holding these fucking people accountable. Like these fucking drug dealers, I'm pretty sure. They want the first time that these people went to these people before and y'all on that bullshit. Facts. Like, just being fucking honest. Facts. That's why I had no issues with, um, you know, the cops when Mac Miller passed away, the cops, you know, going after his drug dealer. I have no issue with, you know, with Michael K. Williams passing away, the cops launching an investigation to find his drug dealer. Listen. I, we like I said, we don't con- we not saying do drugs or anything like that, but I'm not going to condemn a person for it. But I do know that um, there is a bond between a drug, a drug, a person who does drugs and their dealer. They trust their dealer. And, and if y'all out here selling them shit that stepped on, I'm just saying lock your asses up, man. But y'all agree ass because I'm pretty sure y'all charging people a nice fucking mix. Exactly. Exactly. But that's my right. All right, so then let's go ahead and jump into the new music, new books, and new TV section um, of this week. So we both, we talked about it before we got on, got on to record. Both of us, um, I think like the rest of the world, sat down this holiday weekend and took a listen to the, probably the most anticipated album of the year being Drake's CLB certified lover boy and we're going to give you our reviews our opinions our thoughts and all of those things on the album you want to go first Fallon I can of course I listen to it as soon as I get up Friday um in the car I'm um, doing what I needed to do I definitely like I like the album overall I know a lot of people are like oh it's just you know normal Drake I mean shit that's what made normal Drake his fucking money so I mean course i'm ready to take a vacation so i can put my captions on pictures from drake and i think this album and i think we talked about it before the previous album was it scorpion mm-hmm. well we felt like okay it was just too many songs you know he could have picked these tracks i felt like this album was like this should have been scorpion like it was enough tracks it was perfect enough features i still think drake got those bars so i mean i definitely enjoyed it um it's classical drake i wasn't expecting anything different from them i don't know maybe it's just me but i see that a lot with people like you know even with meg and drake like oh it's the same thing like this is their fucking style like, I don't want to pick up a Drake album and hear somebody else be like, this ain't this ain't what I want. No, this ain't Drake. Like, I don't like when he do that whole Caribbean Jamaican shit. Hey, no, no. 
Just give me Drake. <laughs> give me Drake. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what I know you for. That's how you started. This is how we end. And I'm like, you know, even when you think about our favorite artists or whatever, I'm like, when they be switching up, you be like, I don't like it. Like when Whitney went too pop, I'm like, Mm-mm. no, 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 don't do that. Right. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely listening to it again. Of course, picking out my favorite tracks and be like, okay, these are going to be in heavy rotation. But overall, I think it was a solid album. Okay. So my opinions on Certified Lover Boy. When we talked about this last week, I told you I was bracing myself with a toxic. Because you could tell by as soon as he dropped that album, oh, this is going to be some toxic shit. <laughs> um, but um, he definitely lived up to that. I mean, the caption that he put are the where he said it's a dose of toxic mas- masculinity and all of Yeah. Yeah, it was that. So also, I think I've, I've said it plenty of times here on this podcast. For me, my favorite Drake or my favorite version of Drake is rapper Drake. I, I've never, even from the beginning, everybody know, y'all know I love me some Aubrey, but even from the beginning, I have always loved rapper Drake. He's always been my favorite. He's the best. Like, listen, I get that, you know, his style is the mix of R&B and rap and all of that. And his voice has gotten better um, over the years, by the way. So salute to him, because I definitely think he's worked on it um, in terms of his singing voice. But that's never been my favorite part. I've always loved the bars. Like every when I think of the albums, all of his albums, I've always loved the intros, the outros. Um, have always been some of my favorite records on there. So the records where he's just really going in and rapping have always been some of my favorite records on his albums. So for me, CLB wasn't a terrible album because, you know, the the top half of that album where he just rapping and he going in, it was like, okay, okay. This, this is what, this is the Drake that I like to hear. But then when you got to the bottom half, when it started to slow down and get to the more singy songy Drake, I think, and this is why I think that a lot of people don't like it because I think there are, I think I'm in the minority in that I prefer rapper Drake over singy Drake. And I think the vast majority of people prefer the sing-songy Drake. And if you prefer the sing-songy Drake, I will be complete, you know, being completely honest, that bottom half of the album where he's doing a lot of that singing stuff, if you compare it to his older records where he's doing the it ain't, nah, it don't hit the same. Those, they are not his best R&B-y, singy, songy records compared to the Drake that we're used to. So if that's the the Drake you were coming in looking for, then you're not going to like CLB. I'll be honest. You ain't going to enjoy it. It's not going to be fun for you. But if you enjoy rapper Drake, if you want to actually get into it and listen to the bars, listen, come on, champagne, uh, champagne poetry. Daddy's home was fucking funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, you know, now that shit, that shit, I was like, oh, this some petty shit right here. Okay. And then when he actually stopped and sing it at the end, daddy's home. I'm like, okay, nigga, see, you, you being petty for real. But like, I mean, I enjoy that aspect of Drake um, more than I do. So for me, I enjoyed the album as well. I do think that he's going to have to 
I mean, he has his formula. It's always going to work. I think, I don't think that, um, because his fan base is so big now, he's always going to do numbers. I think he's always going to sell and his formula is always going to work. I mean, that's why other people use his formula. So it's going to work, but I definitely, I definitely will say that I do want to see, but I think I, shit, I've been saying this probably since, I don't know, since after nothing was the same. It was like, I want to see Drake push himself hard. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I feel like sometimes he just go in the studio and phone it in because he know y'all gonna buy the shit anyway. And I think a lot of that falls onto this whole whole stand culture because it's like, well, shit, if their stands, it's it's less about the music and just more about his persona and him as a person. They gonna buy the shit anyway. They not actually listening to the music. So he don't have to push himself um in the album so i definitely think that coming this you know whatever he does next i hope that there's some growth in it i'm hoping that he moves out of this toxic lane a little bit i don't know what it's gonna take for that but maybe he will maybe he won't i don't know but i do hope that there is some progression or is there some growth um come the next you know the next record that he does i do want him to lighten up on some of the features I think it was a little bit too feature heavy too, but the some of the ones he did do were so good. Like Yeba, uh, I wish he would have let that rock longer. Like, oh, uh, I'm so mad about that. Tim's obviously it's good, um, and you know, listen, you know I'm a Tennessee girl, so Project <laughs> Petta, come on. He was like, Tish, don't like, but it started off with Texas. I ain't talking about Texas, child. Tennessee State. <laughs> okay, listen. Now, now that is one thing that I do want to touch on, the controversy surrounding TSU. First of all, salute to 40 for stepping up and explaining the whole thing, because I definitely feel like it warranted an explanation. So for just for, you know, uh, transparency's sake, I listen to, you, know, you guys know that I love Tidal, so I listen to the album on Tidal. Um, when it first came out, I was in the gym, so I listened to it straight through. But then when I got in the car, you know, I'm on my way back or whatever like that, I can scroll through the album credits as it's playing. And I did see on TSU, I saw, you know, R. Kelly on there. And I was like, literally, I was sitting in like, if you, I know you've listened to the song too. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out where, like I couldn't, I because I knew, because now I'm not dumb enough. Some of y'all out there are stupid and y'all actually thought that he did some writing on there or something. Like, no, clearly it was a production sample. But I was like, what the hell song? Like, I couldn't figure it out. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I didn't hear it. And I feel like sometimes I feel like that's where Twitter can shoot itself, shoot, you know what I'm saying? Be its own worst enemy. Because I think the vast majority of people, when they listened to TSU, had no fucking idea that there was any the half on a baby was sampled in there because you can literally you can't hear it all you hear at the beginning of tsu is you know the dj talking over it and 40 explained it um that you know on the they they did that sample from um that mixtape where the dj was talking and there's very lightly in the background is half on a baby playing you can't even hear it you don't hear r kelly sing like none of that and but just in case, you know, they had to license it because they didn't want to run into 
the Pharrell situation, you know, like with the Marvin Gaye estate or the Ed Sheeran, you know, Ed Sheeran got to pay Marvin Gaye's estate a hundred million dollars. So <laughs> they wasn't trying to take that risk. So they went ahead and licensed it just in case, but you can't even hear it. And I feel like that's where Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Drew, cause like the dude drew to me, drew more attention to it. Cause I'm, I, could you pick up what the sample was? I did. Like one, and to be honest, one even paying fucking attention. I only went back. Like, of course, I was gonna listen to the album again anyway. But I only went back when they mentioned it. Was like, ooh, okay. But I didn't pick up like when I first heard it. I didn't pick up on it. Like, I literally had to go back with my listening ears on. And be like, you listen. Oh, okay. But see, that's what I'm saying. But like, if somebody wouldn't have thrown attention to that, you wouldn't have picked it up. And so that's what I mean by Twitter can be its own worst enemy. Because he was like, now people going to go out and stream that. Well, yeah, because you told people what the song was. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I ain't seen nobody like, hey, what's that part right down there? Who, who, who sang that song? Like, uh, and But to be completely honest, like, you, you know how I, I feel. I don't listen to anything that has, you know, his name attached to it at all. So I, I have no issues with skipping over TSU. It wasn't one of my favorite songs on there anyway. So it can be easily skipped off of CLB. And it will be, in my house anyway, it will be skipped. But, you know, I'm not going to knock people for for listening to it. Only because, like I said, it's so fucking faint. Like, I don't... And like I said, the 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 op, optics, I guess, maybe don't look good. I guess he could have chose to use a different, you know, a different swish a sample because there's so many i mean shit we all know from them screwed up mixtape days there's so many of them where they just talking and talking and talking he could have chose a different one but i don't know None i don't feel like with it if that was the vibe he was going for be like why you ain't use your, i don't know i guess it's texas too. i don't know i feel like why you ain't use your own like you got division they pretty much like make the similar music like, yeah they could he could have and I, that's another thing i want to i'm curious about why he don't never put none of his artists on his shit and be like and, i think i could use the exposure because division i think is a good group i mean and he signs good artists that's what's really tricked me out it's like you sign good talent and then it's almost like yo god you just let him go by the wayside okay listen because i'm still mad about party next door PND need to come. Listen, I understand you was out there working on that Rihanna album. Now get your ass in that studio and get me a new album and stop playing with me. Oh, these little three, four songs, six right here. Nah, sir. No. Exactly. Come on now, party. Stop playing with us. Get in that studio, sir. Drake then dropped his album. We know Rihanna's still cooking, I guess. I don't know. I feel like she probably did. If I was her, I tell y'all, kiss my ass. I'm a billionaire now. I ain't doing it. But you know, I feel like she probably done cooking. So come on, party. Let's get to it, sir. Every on the album, I ain't coming. Just shut the book. Mm -mm. I'm predicting. I'm predicting the ASAP child before death of the album. (laughs) (coughs) If that happened, then we just know. Just call it. Just call it a day. She retired, y'all. She is retired. (laughs) (laughs) But I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I wouldn't give y'all asses nothing. After all the times y'all done irritated me, and now, like, I'm a billionaire? Shit. Sorry. Y'all can go buy this Fenty makeup, though. (laughs) 
wrote about whales this, in the bio. This, this fenty skin, okay? The link is in the bio. <laughs> yeah, they said it's past weekend too. Facts. Mm-hmm. I might go check that out. Anyway, so that's all I got in terms of the CLB review. You got anything else you want to add? Nothing else for me. Favorite track on there? Favorite would have to be, and I hate saying this because I don't like future like this. I do sexy, but I just be it's just something about it that get my hair swinging. I cannot wait to get put my long wig on. Yeah, way too sick. That's just my ish. <laughs> Lord, listen, future old toxic ass. Um. <laughs> Man, I don't know. So I'm I'm torn because like I said, I love I love a little bit of cuz I love rapper Drake and I got so much of rapper Drake on here. Um I love the intro, Champagne Poetry was good. I love the remorse. His outro was good as well. But I'm trying to think like favorite favorite one so far. Probably the one, hold on, what is it called? Damn, I'm going to have to look this up now cuz I can't remember the name of the record right now pipe down i mean now if we're gonna talk now listen it's some toxic toxic shit but (laughs) but um that's that one time where it's just like oh okay sir like i could imagine like sitting in in an argument like he just like man pipe down i'd be like no nigga you pipe the fuck down okay so i don't know but i enjoyed that one nonetheless but i know i see a lot of y'all out here liking this girls want girls record yeah, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, I ain't that one my that one my cup of tea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I t- you know how I feel about the whole fetish fetish uh, fetishization of of lesbians of, of lesbians. Good lord! <laughs> so yeah, wasn't my favorite either. But nonetheless. All right, so that is all we have for new music, books, and TV. I'm going to quickly, quickly, because we got a super long show today. I'm going to quickly jump into the nerd moment of the week. And this week is going to be really short. It's just two things. Shang-Chi, it debuted, obviously, this weekend. It broke the Labor Day record, making $75.5 million over the you know three-day Labor Day weekend. It's they're projecting it to reach 90 million as of Monday. And that's all during a pandemic. So salute to, you know, the Asian brethren for getting out there and supporting um, the movie. So all the people who went out and supported it. Like I said, last week, it's dope that, you know, we get to see some more representation as a superhero. So salute to that. I do want to go check it out because, you know, I got to see, you know, how this phase four is shaping up as we get ready to go into the multiverse. So. I need to go in there and see it, but I'm I'm not gonna go see it in the theaters. I'll just be completely honest. I'm gonna wait till they drop it on Disney, <laughs> on Disney Plus. But nonetheless, um, I'll check it out when it comes through there. And then the last nerd moment for this week is that Sony did push up because of how good Shang Chi did. They pushed up Venom, so it is now scheduled to be released on October fifteenth. And that is it for me with the nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Fallon Deanne? Nothing else for me. All right. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening per usual. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Good night, guys. Good night.